right. Well, yeah, this is like a onesie meeting, yes. So first, I want to go over this again because um, I just do. So non-duality means not to. So if you ever hear that statement, non-duality, it's getting popular. Is quote-unquote non-duality meanings, but if you look at what the word means, non means not, yes, and duality means two, so it's not two. Now, not two doesn't make anything. It's just a, re a recognition of something that's not, yeah. So not two is that's that. You don't not two and then make a one out of it, because that would be a one in relationship to two. That ain't it, yeah. And if, in a sense, so what's the first uh, duality? What's the first dualism? that we experience all day. Not what we perceive, but, this, but the, the paradigm of mind that we're taking ourselves to be. Yeah? Now this body represents two things in a sense. It re represents a dualistic uh, perception, which is you're the subject as this, and then everything is cast as an object to you. So you are the experiencer of everything. Yes? So in a sense, that thing that you're experiencing is an object to you as the subject. So that's dualism in a way, subject and object. Now, subject and object, represented by being identified as a body, cannot, that two-ness cannot merge into oneness. It doesn't have any room to fit, yeah? You can't jam this two-subject-object into subjectivity. Because if you do, this false subject is going to think it's having an experience of subjectivity which means the subjectivity is an object to it, yeah? In other words, I'm now the subject, and now what we call subjectivity, I'm going to have an experience of it. I'm going to wake up to it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to whatever, yeah? So, in the two, you can't, when the two goes to know the one, it can only know it as two. It can't know it as one, yeah? Because of the system. The, the limitations of the system, when there's an identification as the body, when subjectivity is sort of pasted on this as something the body's doing, that cannot know the truth, because it actually is the truth not being that. Yeah? It's, in the, it's in the act of being, because you, be you cannot be the subject as this. What's seeing is not the seer. Yeah? How what we assume when there's, a, there's an awareness of seeing, it's I'm the seer, yes? Feeling, I'm the feeler. Hearing, I'm the hearer. Tasting, I'm the taster. Smelling, I'm the smeller. Yeah? But in this, in this state, see, whatever is seeing can't be seen. Whatever is hearing cannot be heard. Whatever is feeling cannot be felt. Whatever is tasting cannot be tasted. You cannot have an experience of what is. You can only live from what is. And then from there, a lot of experiences will happen, but they're not happening to you. Yeah? So, when they're, like Buddha says, when, see, when seeing see, when hearing hear, when feeling feel, when tasting taste, when touching touch. It's very simple. But how the mental process of selfing, how it claims that and then bastardizes it, is that when there's a noticing of seeing, because you're conscious, yes? There's consciousness. When that consciousness brings about the seeing, the mental process arises and claims it as the seer. Yeah? So the seeing isn't left as seeing. So, like Buddha said, a simple statement, when seeing, seeing, well, the mental process can't leave that alone. It can't just sense, the, it can't just 
there's just not the conscious contact. There's the mental take about the conscious contact, which immediately makes it subject-object. Yeah? So seeing is something the seer is doing. Yeah? And the only way what facilitates the seeing when there's the seer is something seen. Yeah? So it has, a, it has to have a whole complete set. There's got to be what's seen, the seeing of it, and the seer of it. Now, the seeing doesn't get emphasized at all. The seer gets the most emphasis, usually. And then there's different meanings given to what's seen. So let's say if your significant other is seen, you may, your mind may give it a meaning. But it never is going to surpass the meaning that you have. But, you know. <laughs> so the biggest meaning is the seer in this event, called seer, seeing, seen. Yeah? The subject-object event. Now, in the seeing, the biggest meaning is the seeing. Yeah? Because what's being seen is just part of the seeing, and what thinks it's being is the seer is part of the seeing. So the seeing is the integral event, not the seer and seeing. The seer and seeing are made up, but the seeing is what's happening. Yeah? So the seeing in this display has a seer and seeing, but this, they're all seeing. They're all aspects of the seeing. In the mental process, they're, they're separated. So the... Let's say the oneness that appears in three as three now becomes the three things in the one. Yeah. So now it's the seer, me, a lot of meaning to that. The seeing, meaning there, and the seeing, very little meaning given to it. Basically, it's just basically the engine of all of the whole event, but no, nothing, no attention is really paid to the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, touching. It's just the seer and the seeing gets all the meaning. Yeah. This is really an incredible interpretation of conscious contact into I'm the one who's conscious, I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's feeling, I'm the one who's tasting. It's an amazing hijack, really, of what's going on. And so when that's left alone, that has a lot of knowledge in it, just the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, a lot of knowledge, like you were what that lady maybe was saying, that's sort of like direct knowledge, conscious contact, yes? So there's the seeing, and so when there's when there's there's a seeing in the seeing, yeah. When seeing see, that that is what I am is the seeing, yeah. I am not what I am not the seer. That's the mental projection, but what I am is the seeing, and see in the mental projection it can't really brook just the verb. It has to figure out a noun involved in it, yeah, because it's stuck in dualism. Wherever there's seemingly something going on, there must be someone doing it. Yeah, that's, that's its logical constraint, really. It can't think outside the box. Its whole system is, is rooted in limitation based on subject-object. So when two-ness is trying to get to oneness, it's pointless. So in a sense, what non-duality is, uh, is a healthy denial of two-ness, not, not two. It's not saying, okay, and therefore this is the one. It's not saying that. It's not making any profound statement that this is the one. It's just saying there's no two. There's no two going on. Now, what happens with me is if the no two is seen out here and it finally leads into the two-ness of subject-object, yeah, which is the basis of it all, yeah, to see the dualistic movement here of yes and no, high and low, close and far, male, female, night and day, yes, either or, love and hate, and all that. That's nice to see, that movement. But the whole movement, all that movement is really rested in the first dualism, which is you as a subject, as this, and then everything's cast as an object to you. So oneness is totally forgotten in the activity of two-ness. Now, for two-ness to try to remember or, 
or achieve or merge into oneness is pointless to me. It's just questioning the two-ness. If there ain't no two-ness, that's that. Then what would be like another goal for you as a subject to go get, it's sort of like people wanting the experience of their own absence, really. Yet they want to be there to have it. So they want to get that sense of unity, but they want to be the one who gets the sense of unity, which is impossible because <laughs> that sense of you is the, is, the, is, the, is the illustration of dualism. Yeah, The feeling of you and other is the illustration of dualism. It's like a perfect stick picture that if you see it, you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is saying not to, so non-duality. So there is no, I don't believe there's ever a, a meaning called non-duality meaning, because there would be no meaning, yeah? yeah, because it's not two. And I don't think there's any teachers of non-duality, because you can't teach non-duality. You can inform others or teach duality, you can teach about dualism, and maybe after you present, like, the movements that reconstruct and reinforce, because it's always a doing again, over and over and over again, yeah? Selfie has a desire to become. That's what it is. Like in, in Buddhism, they say the four noble truths are there's suffering, or everyone's, there's a sense of dissatisfaction. They don't put, it's like an overall, an overall malaise, yeah, produced on this dualistic system, really. That's what produces it. And then what's causing that desire, yeah? So let's, I would say the original desire, not original, but one of the mo main movements of the desire is the desire to become. Yeah? So the mind, the mental process is trying to become a self. It really wants to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It wants that to be verified and tell a story about that and have that to be right, yeah? with the hopes of being special and unique and better than and whatever. So let's say there's this desire to become. Now let's say that 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 desire to become can never be fulfilled. It can never be self. Yeah? It can never get to a point where it actually forgets its own nature and it takes on this nature and becomes this. Yeah? I am a body. I am a separate, long-lasting, independent entity represented by the name Paul. I am that. I f it's completed. I'm that. I'm that from now on and I'll never not be that. Yeah? But that had to be produced by a lot of Becoming, desiring to become, desiring to become. So every time you follow the head, sorry, every time you follow the head and it's saying, oh, you shouldn't have gotten angry, right? So now you're desiring to become the opposite of what that anger implies, that you're angry. You want, oh, you think you should not be that. Yeah? Yeah? You can always see the movement. So the desiring to become sets off reactions to the mind. Oh, I don't want to become that. Or I have a fear I'm already that. I'm already a rat. Yeah? I'm already a fraud. And so if I don't want to be a fraud, I'll feel like one thousands of times. Yeah? Because of the desiring to become. When the desire to become is sometimes you want to become something, and sometimes you want to become something that you think you are already. You want to become something else. Yes? Because it's a dualistic movement. Yeah? So now you're trying to get out of what you think you're in. So you have a desire. But that desire can never be fulfilled. You'll never be a self. So what, does, what can it do? Well, in time, it can appear to be a self. 
with the constant desiring to become. And that's the thought system. It's constantly yapping, 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 presenting you as something that you don't want to be or presenting you as something that you want to be, that you're not there yet. Somehow or another, you're like an urban renewal project which will never get done. It's just desiring to become, desiring to become, desiring to become, desiring to become, desiring to become. There's not a point where, okay, I've arrived. I am a self. The thought system can shut down. Now we'll rely on the conscious contact because that's the obvious raw data of life. Yeah? And now because the self is real, I don't need any advertising that it is because there's no fear that it isn't. So, therefore, but yet it never happens. So, let's say that original, let's say the original addiction of mind is to the idea of being a self. So that addiction shows up. The way that addiction looks at is you're quite interested in the mind's desiring to become that, yeah? Or the desiring to become something other than it thinks it already is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But it can never fulfill it. It can never be. So therefore, that lack of fulfillment produces a dissatisfaction, which causes a lot of desirings for other things to fill that unfulfillment, yeah? So you were constantly desiring other things because the original thing we desire, to be a self, can't be fulfilled. The system won't admit that. It will not get off that dead horse. It will keep on doing that, yes? And yet, so now we have to seek relief from that original desire. So what do we do? We desire things. We desire other things. We desire spiritual ideas. We desire, desire, desire with the hopes that, all right, maybe I can get a little fulfillment, but see, the, the imperative is to be a self. It's not going to be happy, yeah, with a nice day. It's not going to be happy. It wants an arrival date where it actually arrives, and that's that. Yet it can never arrive. It's always arriving. Yeah? It's always a desire to become. It can never be. So most minds are in self-centeredness. They're centered on that. Yeah? They're resting on that activity of selfing because they have a hope or they believe they are that which they want to be. Yeah? Therefore, they are that which they don't want to be most of the time. <laughs> Most minds' movements, you may believe you're moving towards something. You're actually usually moving away from something. So let's say the two things that we're most caught in during the day is, and there's a lot of books about how to get into the moment, yes? There's a lot of books. There's like how to really be into the moment, how to really, really, really be into the moment, how to authentically be into the moment. But the fact is, you can't be out of a moment, because you are the moment. See, you are not one little activity called the false subject with object and all the space that it appears in. You are that whole event. Yeah. So to want to get into the moment implies that you believe you could be out of the moment. That's that. And then what happens? It fuels a huge desire to be someone who's in the moment. But it's really fueling the desire, in a sense, to be someone that's out of the moment. Yeah. So all seeking is to try to get out of, out of a false premise, which you can possibly be out of something that you are. It's impossible. Now, the other sense is you're trying to get out of self, let's say. Yet, if you watch people and watch groups that want to get out of self, they talk about it more than any other group. They're talking about self all fucking day. Yeah? So you're trying to get out of something you can't be in, and you're trying to get into something you can't be out. It's just a simple clarification of mind movement, because we're in like a bizarre world. It's the exact opposite of what we think is going on most of the time. 
Yeah? We're busily trying to get out of things that we can't be in, and we're trying to get into things we can't be out of. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. So, that original addiction to the desire to become can never be fulfilled because you will never be. But if you can see that you're not that, yes? that you're not the center of that system, nor are you the potential that, nor are you the historical that that's driving the move to get into the potential that. You're not none of that. You are not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The mind can move from self-centeredness to centeredness. Yeah? Let's say centeredness is being, or whatever you want to call it. I, the being's all right. So there you are, centered in being. Now, being is complete in and of itself. Yeah? Being has no desire for fulfillment because it's fulfilled already. Its nature is fulfilled. It's actually seeking expression. It's not seeking fulfillment. It's not seeking completion. It's seeking expression here. Yeah? So, in that sense of being, the constraints of time, which always are very, very important in the movement of desiring to become, because it's always a future arrival date. Yeah? I'm going to become this, I'm going to become that. So. The whole thought system is about time because it's in time that you feel the fulfillment will occur and therefore it will never occur because actually there is no way unfulfilled can become fulfilled. There's fulfillment in timelessness. Yeah? Fulfillment in timelessness is being. That's where, that's where the, when the mind rests there, it finds rest. When the mind rests there, it can enjoy peace of mind. When the mind rests there, it comprehends the word serenity and knows peace. When the mind rests there, because it's not using peace to become fulfilled. Yeah? It's not using serenity to become fulfilled. It's not co-opting states to use as a way, like, a, 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 like lily pads in a pod to jump from one to one to finally arrive in the pond. Yeah? where you're the big frog. None of that's happening. So in the, set, in the being, if there's no time there, because it's not going through any time to become anything. It already is. And its movement here isn't seeking, it's expressing. It's totally different feeling. Yeah? So it sees, that's what it is, it sees, really. And so when it's not constrained by a form of looking, it sees what's happening, and there's an expression towards that. Yeah? It's not going to what's happening as a bank to retrieve some money to add on to its account. It's just seeing an expression. Oh, that, there's an expression that suits that situation, yes? And so you're basically being called out, yeah? Because you're completely in. You're completely in being. You're not in a project. There's no building going on. There's no, you know, having a fence to protect all the tools. None of that's going on, because there's a center in timelessness, in completeness, in fulfillment. And it now uses this place to express fulfillment instead of trying to get fulfilled through this place. Yeah, it's totally a different way to travel. And it's not you that chooses it. Seriously, you don't choose it. You just hear some information about what you're not, and then the mind shakes off that saddle of self-centeredness and starts, like, riding like a bareback on conscious contact and then stuff some information downloads without that fucking saddle between you and the back of life you're actually getting the vibrations right up your little genitalia and that information is ringing the bell quite a lot and there's a direct recognition a direct seeing if you want to call it that there's no indirect seeing but there's a, a seeing of what's happening 
only based on you don't know. That's how you see it. When you know, that's a form of looking, and then you don't see anything. You just see what, what uh, authenticates your idea, basically. You know what I mean? It's, it's funny how you always have the books you like on your shelf, yeah? the books that you agree with. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really like this view because it's mine. All right. I think I'll read this about over and over and over again. You know, use it as an authority. Because <laughs> it sort of just re-echoes your own idea. <laughs> but in centeredness, it's a different uh, download system. comes in the shoot of I don't know. And then you're relegated to finding out, which is living. Really. Yeah? Knowing is like a false insurance policy. You pay a lot of... Uh, interest or dividends, but you don't, and because you have this incredible belief that there's going to be a severe accident, and yet you're just paying, it's like tithing to the god of fear. I'll just worry every day a little bit, so the big thing I'm really worried about won't happen. You know, it's an insane little thing the mind does. But this is, you find out, and, and the way you travel when you're finding out is a very alert way. You're very aware, because you don't know. Yeah? It's like, it's like, the conditional head has no place to rest because it doesn't have any sense of security of, oh, I'm, I know this is the way it is. I know that's going to happen. I know this one's happened. That's thrown out of the water, and you're basically sort of, I don't know, and yet you find out that way. And the downloads are very convincing because they don't go through the binary system of yes and no, convinced, unconvinced, yeah, I really believe this, but fuck it, sucks. You know, all that, which just bounces back and forth, and you don't know when it's going to do it. You know, it just goes like this. It's going to do it, though. It's like a windshield wiper, yeah? There's the clear vision, and then this binary system of yes and no is like this. And our attention usually goes with that, and we forget the seeing, yeah? We're not looking through it, that windshield anymore. We're just watching this. Yeah, yeah. This bypasses that, and it's a very convincing form of knowledge. You get it sort of in your gut. And it can lead, instead of to like having experiences of surrender and then forgetting and then having hopefully more experiences, it can stabilize into surrender, yeah? You get to a point where there's no more convincing necessary. You're convinced. It's like a belief which certainly occurs, which creates a new ball game, really, yeah? In other words, you get out of the dugout, in a sense. You stop going, you know, step up and go back in, step up. Constantly, you know, picking up the bat, but never really swinging, yeah? The, the, this, you're actually in the game. Now, and the game stabilized. So now there's surrender. Now there's the ability to enjoy peace of mind. So when, enjoy, when peace of mind is available, which is at all times, actually, there's the ability to enjoy it. All this starts becoming a norm, yeah? But not to you. As soon as the you arises and attempts to claim it, it distorts that norm. And now it becomes special to you, which is not special at all, really, yeah? But if there's a recognition, I'm not that, I'm not that, there's a point where it really stabilizes you're not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, there's no need to sort of, you know. Now that view that you were entertaining becomes a vision, you know. You're seeing now very clearly that I'm not that. And then that is the sense of uh, what you are, really. The freedom is from the bondage of self. You'll know the problem by the solution. Once the solution becomes dominant, the problem will recede, and then by its absence you'll see that it was its presence, its false presence, that was the problem. 
And that's the good news. It is a false presence. It only appears to be so. It can't be so. It can never complete its desire to be. But it can appear to be constantly. That's why a thought system never gives, never takes a break. Yes, it's constantly producing thoughts, producing thoughts to reinforce the idea of you. It's like that hand. If that hand was on my shoulder my whole life, I didn't know it was there. My mind would come up for a lot of, a lot of reasons why my shoulder bag falls off my right side every time I put it on. You know? Why this shirt has to have a longer sleeve than this shirt. And it would make all these damn stories about why all these effects were happening. And thinking it was incredibly right and probably seeking validation from other authorities about how right it was. But it wouldn't have a solution, really. Nothing radically would change. You know? But then, if the hand lifted, you would know it was the hand by its absence, right? You wouldn't have known it. You wouldn't know it was the problem while it was on your shoulder. No matter, even if you studied about hands on shoulders, you would think you knew it, but you wouldn't really, it wouldn't download into an unspoken yes type knowing. Yeah, it would be an intellectual knowing based on you may not know later, yeah? Which isn't knowing, is it? But when it lifted, you know it, you know its effects by, it there, by its absence. You see it and you go, oh, so that's why it was seemingly like this and this and this and this and this, because of that. So why are we keep getting saddles for this and this and this and this instead of just seeing that? Seeing that as what I'm not will relieve you of all the desire and need to try to deal with all the thises that it's producing. Yeah? And you're not going to get from this to that. It's not going to happen, because in entertaining and, and concentrating on the this is, it's like being blind to that. It's the absence of that that you'll know its presence, and you'll know the presence as an appearance. You'll see that it never was a presence. It only appeared to be. The real solution is that the problem is imaginary. It truly is. That's the solution. That's the view from the solution. There is no problem. There appears to be. There appears to be, in time, quite a lot for some, others less and less, of different degrees, but it can never reach fulfillment. It can only appear to be. That's the good news. Because what you are is already so. It's not in a practice or a process to become so. It's not, this is not a place where I'm becoming more of what I am. This is a place where what I am is expressing in incredibly different ways. Yeah. It can be expressing as extremely not what it is. It can. Because all of it is appearance. And from here, that seemed to be so. And so an appearance, just like a, a dreamt tiger, you would say as a dreamt object in that dream that you were both in, that dreamt tiger would be real to you as the dreamt object, yes? No matter how many books you read about, oh, don't be afraid of tigers, you know, there'd be some conditioning in there, shit, I'm really afraid of tigers, this thing's gonna eat me at any moment, yeah? No matter what you study, you'd probably never get radical relief from that tiger, because you'd always be lurking in your mind at any moment. What would happen, though, if you woke up to the fact that you're not the dreamt object that's afraid of the tiger? Would, therefore, be, would there be a, a lot of fear of that dreamt tiger now that you woke up? No. Why? Because the dreamt tiger may still appear, but it would be seen as an appearance. Yeah? It doesn't mean that dreamt tiger is never going to appear again. That's not the point. It may constantly appear, but it's not real. 
If you're hoping for nothing to ever arise in your head, to never another thought ever to arise in your head, that's just a, a really weird idea. It has nothing to do with the mental process. It's like pissing. Have you pissed once in your life and done it all? I mean, one weekend I decided, all right, I'm going to call off all my engagement. I'm just going to stay in the bathroom and piss as much as I can for these two days. So no, that's it. That's the end of pissing for me. I know I worked with a shit. I did it in 1989, stayed for three days. I shat, and I've never shat again. It's all done. Yeah? And I pumped my blood once, the blood, and now it's never, no, no more pumping, no more beating the heart, nothing. No more digesting in food. I digest, went on a 10-day retreat, digested everything I'm ever going to eat in my life, and that's it. No. All these processes continue, yes? But you're not the processes. So most of your time, your attention and interest isn't about that process. Why is this one process from the brain, thinking, having so much attention and interest? Because it seems to be about you. Pissing doesn't seem so much to be about you, yeah? It's just something this does, yeah? I don't get really engaged of, oh, let me look at the shit I took today. Man, that's a really good looking, I'm going to put the picture of that, one of the best shits I've ever had, like a little kid, you know? Oh, look at my, man, this is incredible. I had a box of Fritos, and oh, look at that. Yeah, no, there's none of that, because it's not mine, yeah? It doesn't, it's not something. But here, in the thought system, our interest and attention is totally up the ass of that, into that system. We're constantly vigilant, every freaking thought about us, and every opinion that arises, and everything, all this. Why? Because there's that, there's that, our focus is drawn to that because it's about us, yes? It's the me. If you're not that me, what happens? You lose interest. You'll see thinking like you see taking a piss in a way, or digesting, or breathing. It's an actual occurrence here. That's what's happening. Yeah? No more, no less. It's the meaning that's given to it that makes it more. And if I give that meaning to that system, hey, it's about me, and I'm really into that me that I'm not, I'm going to be glued to that, that screen. Every, and I'll see them as new when they're as old as old can be. They're the same old, same old. But they'll be, instead of about my first dog, Irish, they'll be about Fido, and I'll think they're totally different, the thoughts. Because the object of they're about will be different. It's insane. So this is just seeing, you know, centered, self-centered. You want to be self-centered? Your mind, you're hoping out for the glory of specialness and being right and probably alone. And <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be right about it, that's for sure. <laughs> or, the seeing of the fruitlessness of that, because all of that desire to be special and, and approved of and seen and validated is because is, a, is the, the inherent belief of the incessant unfulfillment that's never going to be fulfilled. That's why we want other people to approve of us so much. We need validation. That's why we're constantly busily accruing value each day. Because there's an inherent valuelessness because I can never be. I can't be self. I can't come to completion as this. This is going to pass away. Yeah? This is coming to go. It's just coming to go. But so when and all the other addictions and drives are all about that, trying to fill up the imaginary hole that desire to become is producing. See it for what it is. It's not you. It's not about you. You'll lose interest in it. Yeah? And your interest and attention will enrich your life instead of enslave your life to this idea of being a self. It's the same interest and attention. It's just what it's on. 
if it's on this idea that it can never be, so it's constantly in the, the act of becoming, you'll be glued to all of those statements of how you're becoming. You know? How am I doing? Am I, am I becoming the, the me I want to be? Or am, I be, or am I becoming the me I don't want to be, which I really believe I am. <laughs> it's on and it just goes on and on, doesn't it? I don't see it ever going to end. It's like we're an urban renewal project that's never going to be completed because you can't come to completion. Yet you are already complete in and of itself. That's what blows my mind. Then this becomes an expression instead of an acquiring and an amassing and a and valuing, you don't need a, like a mental accountant every day. How am I doing today? So, well, yes, you've got money, you made money. Everyone else, some girl who looks pretty good likes you. Oh, that, that's big. Kington capital letters, ding, ding, ding. I have value. If someone would go horizontal with me, that's nice of me. I must be okay. Bang! But I better do that again tomorrow because I, you know, the unokayness will come over me again. Bing! That thing can be fired. Now you get like a creative consultant, yes? Some dance and forms and hang out and see what you can do. If I talk any longer, I'm going to get really burnt up here. (laughs) I'm sweating already. So yes, that's it for today. So just see the movement of mind. It's not you. And in one little... One little example of selfing, you can see the whole system of selfing. It's in, it's in one little, it's in one little interpretation of one sentence in your head. Yeah, let's say there's a belief that you are a fraud, and therefore every time, thousands of times during the day, you feel like one. This is what it does. So it makes it believe that you are something already you don't want to be, or you are in something you want to be. Yes. It's all desiring to become both ways. I, I'm desiring to unbecome this, and I'm desiring to become this. Yes? Unbecome, become. Unbecome, become. Unbecome. Uh, I don't want to be this, so therefore you really feel it, that you are. And I really want to be this, and of course you feel like you're not. That's why you really want to be it. Yes? Yeah. You see it. See the movement of mind. Because the mind is constantly, it gets a sense of being itself by activity, agitation. Being is rest, Yeah. Because it's complete, it's fulfilled already. It's just seeking expression. And if there's no chance to express, it's fine. Because it's not becoming anything by expressing, it already is, yeah? It just seeks expression, yeah, it's a manifestation. But selfing is constantly agitated because it's trying to become. It has no rest. Because its rest is in the belief that it will finally be, which can never come, become. So it's constantly selfing, yeah? It's always agitated, always looking, seeking, trying to manage and control because it, all of those are, are, are aspects of its failedness in a way. It's acting that way because it can't be this. It can't become a self. So can you explain like, the specific example a little clearer? Like, so far I say, I don't want to be lazy or I don't want to be a fraud. And then you said, like... Yeah, that would be a feeling. You have a feeling that you are lazy and a fraud. So... One, is that the truth? Well, it's the meaning you give it. So what if you're lazy and a fraud? Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Well, that doesn't sit well with me. Of course it doesn't. That's why you're agitated. If you let yourself be a fraud, you wouldn't feel like one ever again. You finally let it. The th- see, 
Its desiring to become goes two ways. What it wants to unbecome, which it believes it is. I'm a fraud or unlovable or whatever. And then what it's afraid to become, yeah? Or it's trying to become. So it's moving both ways, yeah? But neither of them are true. You're not a fraud. You're not a fraud. You're something prior to that. So why is there so much fear of being one? Because its whole idea of fulfillment is to be. Yeah? So now you feel, you feel like you... See, the tricky thing is, you feel like you already are that which you don't want to be. But you're very rarely that which you want to be <laughs> right now. But a lot of times you're that which you don't want to be. And so it just moves like from, all right, I want to arrive, I want to get away. You know, it's just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. Yeah. So that's sort of like what acceptance is. It was like a guy named Thomas DeMello, I think his name is Anthony DeMello, said, you're an ass, I'm an ass. Yeah? Take all the pressure off. You're a fucking asshole, and I'm an asshole. But I don't want to be an asshole. That's a desire to become. And the desire to become is the belief you are an asshole, because you already think you became there. You believe this time really goes past, present, future? In mind, in selfing, selfing is like, is a feeling of being, it, it implies a feeling of being a you, right? So if you're listening to worrying about next week and you have an opinion, I, sh I don't want to be worrying about next week. Obviously, you believe you're the one that's worrying, yeah? Yeah, isn't that the feeling? So you're the doer. So when you listen to the head, it's doing its thing. Hey, you shouldn't be worrying about next week while the worrying is happening. So in that, you go, and then you listen, you're listening to that, there's a feeling of being you, right? That's worrying about next week. Now, the feeling is you believe you're after the worrying about next week. You believe you were there and you had a choice to worry or not worry. And now you've worried about next week and you shouldn't be worrying about next week. Yeah? But it's actually the feeling of being the you was produced by listening to the thoughts about there's a you worrying about next week. Yeah? So the thought, the system of selfing happens, produces a product, but the product thinks it was at the beginning of the production line. You believe you did the, you were the one that was worrying about next week. But it was just listening to, hey, you were worrying about next week, yeah? Just the thoughts. When listening to that, it, you, you get it, you become the product of that at the end of it, and the product is you were the one that was there before the worrying occurred, and you had a choice not to be one, and because you chose to worry about one, you're a motherfucking asshole. You shouldn't be worrying about next week. You're like a spiritual teacher. You shouldn't be worrying about next week. Yes? That was produced by the listening. It didn't come before the listening. So when, when, let's say like an epiphany occurs, and then there's the selfing arises to claim it. Oh, I had this incredible epiphany. Or really an experience of your own absence, right? Now, that came later, right? The epiphany seemingly in time happened, and then this thought arises. Oh, I had this incredible epiphany. So that seemed to come sort of after the epiphany, right? But the feeling when you think this you was that there was a you, you were before the epiphany also. So it creates a feeling of being historically always there prior to whatever happens. That's a pro that's produced. It's not so. It's the mind's little trick with time. Yeah? It produces the effect of a self, but the self feels like it is it was historical. So now it thinks it's the doer of being done to, that it's a solid independent entity not involved with any of this. This is happening to me, or I'm doing some of it. Yeah, but I'm really totally separate from all this. In, in fact, all the thought activity is producing the feeling of being what thinks it's separate from all that. Yeah? 
It's part of the it's part of the conditional mind seeing thoughts in this relationship. I'm the thinker, or they're about me. That produces the sense of being a self. Yeah, the feeling of being a self, and that feeling of being a self is a historical feeling. You think you were there before, and therefore it's totally righteous to be worried about what's going to happen to you later because you're going to be there later also. So it, it assumes like a continuity that's not really so. It just assumes it. And its whole premise is based on you as the doer or the being done to. You are the subject in this place. And it's too much of a burden for this, this body to take on being the subject. To be the center of the universe is like putting two tons on a half-ton half ton pickup. The, two ton, the pickup can't take the weight. It's just way too much. Yeah? To, for you, as an idea, to be the center of the universe, it's like a... It's like all day your mind's just sucking everything, like, everything's all about me. Instead of like this, it's, I've seen it at meetings. I've seen when selfing appeared, almost in a form, like a demon, and the energy was being produced like a souffle at the meeting, very nice, nice sort of spiritual manner, in a sense, a meal. And then this thing appeared, and it's just like a giant vacuum cleaner. It's just to suck all the energy it could in. This is what selfing is like. It's like a black hole that's walking around all day and just sucking everything it possibly can to make it mean something to you. It's fucking unbelievable. And self can't get out of self, so the vacuum cleaner cannot turn off the vacuum. You just have to see you're not that, that's all. Self can't get out of self. No matter how much you do, let's say you're trying to get to the parameters of selfing. Right? Here's the best version of selfing. This is all content. But that's my real authentic self over here. Alright, self's trying to get out of self. He gets here. Alright. So everything is self. Yeah? And then it goes, alright, I'm going to jump over the fence post of self. And as soon as it arrives on the other side, this is the new fence post of self. <laughs> self can't get out of self. Yeah? No matter how far you think you can get away from you, you will always appear there. It's a failed, futile, like a sadistic Easter egg hunt, really. You're never going to find yourself outside the system of self. Self can't get out of self. It's an appearance in the mental process. Yeah? It doesn't appear... The context isn't appearing, it's real. It cannot appear to be real in context. It can only appear to be real in content here. In, in, amidst all the other appearances, this can seem to think it's real. Yeah? But when, it, and it can never jump over the fence of its own content to be in context. It's telling the truth, I'm not that, then you realize you are context. That all of this, though manifesting, is an appearance, it's not real. Actually, what real doesn't manifest? It's already manifested as no thingness. It's not manifesting. It can appear to be things, but it's not a thing. Nor will it ever be a thing. So that's it. It's just a simple imitation of mind. And I know the number of you here, and it works for you. So just keep entertaining. Yeah. Whatever you come along your way, that can be of help. But in a sense, in the bottom line, everything is put down. Yeah, everything, if it's done its little job, is put down. Because it's not about 
collecting means, skillful means and tools, it's about freedom, really. And part of freedom is freedom from tools and skillful means, really. Like freedom from the need to be liberated is a great freedom. Yeah? What needs to be liberated, you're not that. But it severely needs to be liberated. It does. It's seeking constantly all day because it needs to be liberated from that incessant loop of desiring to become. You can't escape it, yeah? But you're not that. Then you have compassion in a sense. You see it. You see it in others and you see it in, in your, the mind. And, you know, if someone's house is on fire, you help them find a pail of water. You don't have any distinction. It's just... I know being has a sense to express, and one of the ways it expresses is through service, through what you would call being of help to others. It seems to have a nice desire for that, or a nice drive to express that way. Yeah? Because we're best to bring fulfillment, but to an appearance of unfulfillment. Yeah? Fulfillment in and of itself doesn't have any value. It has a huge value if there's an appearance of unfulfillment. <laughs> fulfillment is incredibly valuable here. Because most of us are rooted in unfulfillment, yeah? A belief in unfulfillment. So fulfillment is very valuable. But fulfillment in and of itself doesn't have any value in a sense, yeah? So maybe that's the drive to extend or express is that. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's it, eh? Is there any questions? I'll get to fried if I keep it. Yeah, good.